This is ESPN Radio. Involving Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. The NCAA cited four level two violations, including meeting with two recruits during a COVID-19 dead period, texting a recruit outside of an allowable time period, having analysts perform on-field coaching duties during practice, and having coaches watching players work out via Zoom. It's almost laughable to me, Freddie, that this is considered to be a tier one violation. Mm-hmm. What Jim Harbaugh did is he's saying, oh, no, he they knew what the punishment was, and he still lied to their face about right, it. Exactly, because he wasn't afraid of them. Like That should make it worse. <laughs> that should make the punishment worse, Freddie. But does it? He is Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. I also appreciate you joining us here this morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio and ESPNU. We saw the NFL right around the corner. Jay, we are literally less than 35, 40 days away from week zero in college football, the weekend before Labor Day weekend, then everything jumps off on that weekend, getting everybody ready for college football. You know I'm getting excited about my uh-huh. The Ohio State Buckeyes. With the best player pound for pound in the country, Marvin Harrison, junior wide receiver. That's and what just we my play, opinion. And what we play. But, I, look, obviously conversation stemming around Nick Saban and obviously Georgia – uh, how powerful the SEC is, how powerful the, use, uh, the the Big Ten is, conference realignment. I mean, the the, the news today about Colorado going to the Big 12, yeah. uh, which is like, wow, like what's next for Washington and Oregon, Arizona? Why wouldn't they follow suit? Is the Pac-12 a withering star? I mean, are we watching the collapse of it right in real time, in person? There's so many moving parts to college football. It just seems like there are – so many themes to get lost in. I'm glad you mentioned in terms of that, and here's why. Because we know the games are going to be the thing because everybody has convenient amnesia once seasons get started. Your team can have this kind of problem. Your league can have that kind of problem. Once the season gets started, it's all about, okay, what can my team do to make sure that we don't go 5-7, and seven, that we have a chance to be in the college football playoff or win a conference championship. It's always cool about those scenarios as you get closer and closer to the season. But it seems to me, Jay – that in college football, even when the season is going on, those other things take center stage because it's about the future of the sport. And it goes beyond money. It goes beyond the college football playoff. It's everything that if you're other conferences right now, how other teams, how much are you looking around and say, we can't stay here? Or, man, I'm glad we are here. Because I guarantee you right now, Colorado's thinking, whoo, man. We found a lead because that Pac-12, that's a sinking ship right now. That may be more underwater than we think when it comes to the Pac-12. If you're BYU, you're thinking, man, I'm glad we're in the league. If you're the ACC, you're thinking, man, even though it's it's tenuous, at least we got teams that aren't looking to leave to go somewhere else. We can make that work in potential. We can be the third best conference in the country with the Big 12 behind the SEC and the Big 10. But if you're Oregon, if you're Washington, if you're Arizona – San Diego State's going to stay in the Mountain West Conference. You, UConn and Independent outside of the Big East in football, you probably have to wonder, okay, what is our future going to look like? Because everybody's not just going to take everybody if it can't be financially beneficial to that conference deciding to take on a team no matter what situation that they believe that they are in. Dollars got to make sense, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Now, how yeah. much can you pad my, my pockets? I mean, that's what every conference is going to look for. That's why conferences and schools are going to make hires. Obviously, that's why it was beneficial for a school like Colorado to make the hire on Deion Sanders. Look what it just got him. What, $35 million a year from mm-hmm. the Big 12? Starting next year. Starting next year. Starting next year. That That is a— There you go. Yeah. 
So you've already recouped your investment and more on Prime. Yeah, and Prime knew that. Prime had a, he he came in saying this is what it's going to look like and we are going to do some things. He hasn't played one game yet, and it's been a seismic change with Colorado football and how people look at them now. Because when you know the name Coach Prime, you know what he brings to the table. But it's not as if he hasn't won. He went to Jackson State, and people said, "Why are you going there? Why are you going to an HBCU? What a waste of time!" And he made them not a so power. Yeah, he made them a power really, really quickly in the swag. You can say it's FCS football. I know what the narrative would have sounded like if they had gone four and eight, if they had gone three and nine. Oh, well, Coach Prime can't coach college football. They were trying to find any kind of excuse to try to dilute the kind of effect that he had, not just on the swag, not just on Jackson State, but how people look at HBCU football in the 21st century. You had to have thought that the minute that he went to Colorado, that he was going to bring that with him, that kind of attention, and more importantly, that kind of money-making ability. If Colorado goes 7-5 and five this year, I can't even imagine what that price tag is going to look like for him as a head coach. So I made mention of this multiple times on the show. And I, look, and some names carry the gravitas that they don't really need it. But if you're an up-and-coming name, you, you need it. Like the digital footprint, right. your digital currency. Like what deal does a guy like Prime have with Barstool and how they amplify all their content all the time? So now it's not just about the hype of Prime himself who constantly stays relevant because he's in your face on all these different platforms because they're constantly creating content. But now it gives more access and it builds profiles for players. No doubt. Hence why he was able to land All-Americans, right? Hence why he's been able to take certain players and you hear that, you know, forever line about like, I came with my own bags. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like those things go viral. Because he's learned how to market himself, and that's what you have to do in today's age. It's always great to have Desmond Howard from ESPN College Football Game Day and also College Football Analyst does a great job covering the sport, knowing about the sport, and speaking about it. Joining Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Des, what are your thoughts with Deion Sanders not even have coached one game officially with Colorado and already they're on their way to the Big 12 because of his name and his game? Well, um, you know, the um, when – Colorado went to the Pac-12, guys. It just seemed like it was like an arranged marriage. It seemed <laughs> almost kind of forced, and there was no real love uh, between the two. I think the relationship between the Pac-12 and Colorado just always kind of seemed like it was strained. And obviously, Colorado struggled, too, so that didn't help matters at all. And now <clears throat> Colorado's in a position where the Big 12 is about to lose You know, their two biggest brands, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, so they're looking for someone to replace, you know, what they're about to lose. And like you guys did a, a fantastic job of um, of pointing out, Prime has brought so much value now to Colorado. That's just a brand that everyone wants to be a part of. Hasn't even coached one game there yet. Hasn't won a game there yet. But just who he is, what he represents, and how he handles everything, how he's been able to work, you know, the media, social media, what what have you, that brand now has a lot of value. So <clears throat> the Big Twi- the Big 12 was like, well, we need to replace, you know, what we're losing with Oklahoma and Texas. And it seems like the, the, the Pac-12 doesn't really have a lot of love for you guys. So once you guys come on back here and – the, the beauty of it is uh, they don't even have to. It's like they're divorcing the Pac-12 
and they don't have to pay any alimony because <laughs> the timing of it. Damn, does. Damn, does. The timing of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about money. Let's not, you know, gloss over that. It's, it, 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 it's, the timing of it is such that they don't even have to pay an exit fee to leave mm. the, the conference. So, yeah, you know, it's all it's a business. Now, this here is a business. Yeah. That's a business, D. Tell them. Tell them. Live enough life. Man, we all so it's been Des, Speaking of alimony, Des. Um, oh, where you going? With no, 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 no. I, I just wanted to say it out loud. I didn't really know where I was going. I just wanted to hang in the awkwardness of it for one more second. Um, Des, they divorced in the Pac-12, baby. They ain't got to pay no alimony. No? Oh boy, I got tears in my eyes. This man. house is clear. Des, Des has exercised the demons. <laughs> Des, what does that mean if if you are if you are the athletic director for Arizona, if you're the athletic director for Washington or Oregon, are you just standing pat? Are you staying in Pac-12? Are you looking to get out too? Um, it would behoove all of the ads of mm. uh, the universities in the Pac-12 to you know keep their options open because. The writing is on the wall right now, and um, you, you have to see that there's there's great change coming to college football as far as realignment and conferences. So, I, you know, if I'm an AD, you know, I'm having conversations with anybody and everybody who's going to help me put my program in the best position possible to succeed moving forward. You got to have some foresight at this point. Like what, what, what is this conference? And what do I think this conference is going to look like five years from today, mm-hmm. maybe even eight years from today, like 10 years is going to be a great change. We, we, we want to get ahead of the curve. We want to get ahead of whatever's happening and put our, program in the best position possible to succeed moving forward. The great TED Talk that is Desmond Howard, ESPN College Football Analyst, also Heisman Trophy winner. Hit him on Twitter, Desmond Howard, joining Freddie Coleman and also Jay Williams on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Desmond, staying right there because if I read between the lines what you're saying, we're going to have potential maybe just four power conferences in this in this environment when it comes to college athletics. If that does happen, what could that time frame be, in your opinion? Five years, ten years, when we just have four super conferences and that's going to be that in college football? I would say within five years. And I'm glad, Freddie, that, that you said, like, four. Because for the longest, I kept hearing people talk about two conferences. I'm like, that that would never work. It's just, it's just two, way too many college football teams out there, colleges out there, especially in D1. So two conferences, two power conferences, the SEC and the Big Twin and the Big Ten, that would never work. But I say at the at the least a minimum of three, but I'm thinking probably four. Now, listen, you would assume that you may need a conference out west. And so, you know, the Pac-12 is going to have to be really savvy mm-hmm. in how they go about trying to poach other schools, other teams to join the Pac-12. Because you you would just think geographically, you're going to need like a strong conference out west. And obviously that would be the Pac-12. But because of the way that, you know, people have have been able to go into their conference and right up under their nose, first of all, I mean, what Kevin Warren did when he was commissioner of the Big Ten 
was just remarkable. I mean, it was pretty gangster to tell the truth because <laughs> he snatched their two biggest yep. brands mm-hmm. and no one knew a word. Like there was no leaks. There were no rumblings about it. It was just like the next morning you woke up and you read, yep, USC and UCLA are heading to the Big Ten. Not like allegedly, not like reporting. Like, no, no, no. They are He's going out. to the Big Ten. Yes. This is a done deal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think the Big 12 now, they, I mean the Pac-12 now, they're going to have to, you know, really be savvy in their dealings with some programs, some some teams, and figure out who they can allure to the Pac-12 so they can, you know, become stronger again and then represent college football on the West Coast. Des, we got about a minute left, but I wanted to get your quick thoughts on Jim Harbaugh being suspended for four games. (laughs) For pretty much (laughs) lying to the faces of the NCAA. Your thoughts. And not caring. Please. Yeah, well, um, when you you boil it down to the – um, alleged uh, violation. It was initially a, a level two. Um, and I think it came down to maybe purchasing a hamburger for a recruit. And I've always said that the NCAA, they're all about going for low hanging fruit. They don't go after the people who are getting, you know, six figures and coaches who are orchestrating those types of deals. But yet they're going to always bring the sledgehammer down on a kid who gets a slice of pizza from a booster or something, you know, just ridiculous as that. So that's what this is. But it took on a new light because they say he didn't really cooperate with the investigation the way they wanted him to. So then they elevated it from a level two to a level one. And that just says that someone's someone's, um, ego got bruised, you know, their feelings got hurt. And now they want to try to make an example of Coach Harbaugh. But when you boil it down to what the the actual allegation is that he actually did, it's laughable. But they want to just always try to flex. It's a big headline, but then there's nothing, you know, to the actual story. So mm-hmm. it's just them flexing because someone's got their feelings hurt, and um, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. And I, I watched Paul Feinbaum yesterday, who's like the biggest Harbaugh critic. Like you can't get. Feinbaum to say nice words, positive <laughs> words about Jim Harbaugh. He even said the NCAA looks like a clown show with this one and wow. that he thinks that Harbaugh is, is coming out looking good because of the way that the NCAA handled this quote-unquote investigation over like a hamburger. Right. He is no hamburger. He is the whole steak. He is Desmond Howard, ESPN, college football analyst with 30 days away from the college football season, which means the college game day is right around the corner. Hit him on Twitter at Desmond Howard. Des, always a pleasure, my friend, and keep the alimony down, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's not have, <laughs> let's not have any care. alimony, Des, okay? <laughs> let's just cancel alimony altogether. Exactly. Exactly. Desmond Howard, Tony, Freddie right, Coleman, Des. and Jay Williams. Hit Jay on Twitter, Real Jay Williams. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. That's always relevant to me when it comes to college football when Desmond Howard stops by and talks about that with us. But there are a certain amount of teams out there that may not be as relevant as Jay Williams wants you to believe. I'll tell you about one of those teams. You keep it here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. Aaron Rodgers has reworked his contract with the New York Jets. They came to an agreement. He signs a new two-year, $75 million guaranteed contract through the 2024 season. This is a $35 million voluntary pay cut that Aaron Rodgers has offered to the Jets. It's a sign that he plans to play there the next two years. Again, anything can happen with my body or with the success we have this year. But I'm having a blast, so I don't really see this as a one-year-and-done thing. So will Dalvin Cook be wearing that suit and tie called green and white Jets colors? That's my man Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us here on ESPN Radio this morning as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, don't forget about us on ESPNU. According to Rich Samini, ESPN insider for the New York Jets, a source told him that not only is Dalvin Cook flying, the former Vikings running back, flying in later today, he'll be visiting the Jets over the weekend with an eye on Sunday in which conversations could happen according to what a source told ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Jets, Rich Samini. This is all the makings of Dalvin Cook watching the practice sidelines on Monday with the New York Jets. So I got a text from um, a, a very trusted source around the Jets organization. I guess that's the right way to say it. The it? ATS, a trusted source? Yes. I like that. Yeah. Um, it says they're a high, cigar, a high figure, high six figure uh-huh. differentiation point. Okay. Right? So that, that means they're close. That means they'll probably get something done. He has a new dimension to their team. You ain't lying. Come on now. Now I, I know somebody came at me on Twitter. It's like, oh, did you, did you watch him last year? I'm like, all right, well, just look at the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. Consecutive 1,000 rushing yard seasons. Like, it, there, there are reasons why, even though certain players, like, and you heard this stemming around the Giants organization. Oh, Saquon wanted to play hardball. There's some people out there like Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook that – Maybe some might feel, maybe not be the same high level, but the right. durability is there. Right. We know what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. that's what you get with a guy like Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you get a, a guy who's a Swiss Army knife, can run between the tackles, can bust it outside, can catch the ball out of the backfield, an underrated blocker, and with the Jets' offensive line still a question mark, still in flux. 
there's no doubt in my opinion that if they're able to land him and just basing on what we're reading on the tea leaves, that seems to be more likely and and not less likely regarding Dalvin Cook being a member of the New York Jets. And we both agree this vaults him over the top of Buffalo and Miami, at least right now, in the AFC East. But Solomon, he brought the truth at Coleman ESPN and at Real Jay Williams saying all this Jets talk, just curious if they floated the Chiefs Bengals line with cool. That's cool, but where are my Ravens? Quarterback sneak away from beating you're the right. mighty Bengals. You're right. How soon we forget SMH? Solomon, you're right on it because right now I think that's the third best team in the AFC. I put them behind the Bengals and the Chiefs because of the weapons that Lamar Jackson has been able to have with him now with his eight flowers being drafted out of Boston College. You get an Odell Beckham Jr. We know how they can play defense. They're going to run the football. He won't have to run the ball as much. So, yes, yeah, Solomon, you make a very fair point. The Jets are on that line, but right now we'll still take the Ravens over the Jets based on what you said, Solomon, calling correct on that one. I mean, look, with Monk in there as the OC, if he starts to let it fly a little bit more, you you could make the case that the Ravens could be the best team in the AFC. They're the best one in the AFC I, before I Lamar Jackson I got hurt last you. year. So this whole, you know, concept around it, it's just and I get that it runs through Kansas City. I understand that. But it doesn't just see seem definitive to me that it's like, oh, it's just Kansas City and everybody else. No, it's not. AFC's it, too loaded for it's one team. Loaded. Yeah. It's loaded now. So you got the Jets in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think Miami has a chance to be really good. No doubt. You got obviously the Ravens. You mm-hmm. got Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You got Kansas City. You got Buffalo. You got Bu- I still think I'm still I have questions around Buffalo's defense. What's the, oh, you do? Yeah, just Without about Leslie look, Frazier with, as defensive coordinator. I, I still think there is something to be said about not having your constant force there and all of a sudden that voice being gone, the adjustment period with that. Okay. We saw that last year with their offense. With having a new OC and not having Brian Dable around the first yeah, time. Ken Dorsey taking over and they feel a lot there, more comfortable. There has to, okay. has to be like a learning curve. Yeah, I think the one thing that can really help out the ease that learning curve is that their DC learned under Leslie Frazier. So even though it's coming out of a different mouth, the terminology is still going to be likely the same. I think Ed Oliver continues to make that step of where he's going to be a first-team potential first and second-team All-Pro. That guy's a, a wrecking machine in the middle of a defense. You got pass rushers coming off the outside. You got those safeties back there and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier. So as long as the defensive coordinator can have that same message, that same design, even though it's coming out of a different mouth, that could be, once again, a top-tier defense that we saw from the Buffalo Bills before everything wrecked this season last okay, year. Okay, that's fair. You're, you're just adding another team to the pot of teams oh, yeah. that are really good. We haven't talked about Jacksonville. They're and they're making improvement on what they did last year. If anything, oh, they're in the easier division than anybody else. We haven't talked about Denver. I really think this is a year set yeah. up for Russell Wilson to have a breakout year. I considering so, what I mean, if not, that's going to go wrong in a hurry. Well, Sean Payton, we talk about players having organizational power. Sean Payton has an organizational power. You're not paying a guy $25 million to say, hey, don't, don't, don't ease Russell Wilson. There's a, fix that guy. And Sean Payton's like, don't worry. It, I can fix that guy. That's not a problem. And wasn't there a quarterback in the AFC only a couple of days ago that got the highest contract? We haven't talked about the Chargers. Right? And, 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 Herbert, and here's another and one for you. The and there's a lot of pressure on him and Kevin Stefanski. But like, could this be after having a season of getting his sea legs underneath him last mm-hmm. year? Right. It's a season in which Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and those boys with Miles Garrett. Absolutely. You heard it. You heard him. A topic of conversation around his leadership in the locker room over the last several weeks and how much that has gotten better because he's surrounded himself with better people around yeah. that regard. True. And that defense. Yeah. The Browns, so the Browns can be sneaky good. You got, you got a lot of talent here, man. Yeah. That's the best division right now on paper in football, the AFC North. We got the Steelers win their last four games. 
the Bengals and the Ravens made the playoffs. The Ravens were a quarterback sneak away from maybe beating Cincinnati in Cincinnati. And you mentioned the Cleveland Browns. They got four teams in that division win at least nine games so you, in the you, AFC North. You gave Mike Tomlin and the Steelers the edge over the Pats because you were talking about the, the, the two weakest teams. Yeah. Like the weakest team in each division. You're talking about the Steelers and oh, the, Steelers the Pats better. potentially. They're better than the Patriots. Yeah. Talent-wise. To me, yeah, to me the you. Browns are better than the Patriots. And they could finish fourth in the AFC that's North. True. They, they're better than the Patriots. Keep weighing in on Twitter. Love to see what you have to say. At Real J Williams, that's Jay's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. There's one team that's not going to be good, although the Raiders think they can be better. We're going to try to figure out how part of our two-a-days. That's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 Time is here! On ESPN Radio, the Las Vegas Raiders. 58! Go! This is Raiders reporter Paul Gutierrez, and the biggest storyline for Las Vegas wonders if Jimmy Garoppolo is an upgraded quarterback over Derek Carr. The Raiders believe so. Otherwise, they would not have cut a nine-year starter and signed the oft-injured Garoppolo. The thinking is, a healthy Garoppolo is indeed an upgrade in this offensive system. And his familiarity with Coach Josh McDaniel's scheme from their time together in New England. Granted, they were last together in 2017, but using Jared Stidham as an example, Stidham looked more comfortable in his two starts to end last season than Carr did in 15 games. Remember, McDaniel's scheme was the only one Stidham had known since entering the NFL in 2019. If familiarity breeds contempt, the Raiders hope it also brings success. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 days on ESPN Radio. First off, though, yeah. I don't think Jimmy G is an upgrade over Derek Carr. There's no question you're right about He's that. He's a better fit for the system that Josh McDaniels wants to run. So let's clarify that point uh-huh. before that gets lost in translation. Okay. Because Derek Carr, I think, is a good quarterback. Is he... The Uber elite quarterback, no, but no. is is he right there in that mid gap? Yeah, like, he's, he's better yeah. than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, so look, the Raiders are in a tough ass division. We all know that to be true. Okay, um, obviously losing Darren Waller, I, I like the fact that they drafted a guy like Michael Mayer. Though I think he's a he's he a big play. time tight end. He yeah. can play. Uh, obviously, when you think about a guy like Tyree Wilson who could have gone three or four. The fact they got him at seven as an edge rusher, I think adds a new dimension to their team with a defense that was that had questions around it and what it wanted to do. Um, I, I think the Raiders would be a decent team. I, I think you're going to have to, Josh McDaniels is going to have to find his way. If he thought he was on the, a little bit of the hot seat and how that turned last year, I'm curious having his guys in there because of the continuity 
and familiarity breeds success, like they said in our promo leading into this. I, I just I still don't know if it's enough for a loaded division mm-hmm. and a loaded conference. Yeah, Jay Williams, Freddie coming together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and ESPNU, presented by Progressive Insurance. Josh McDaniels understands exactly what he believes offensive football should look like. That's fine. You got a guy, Devontae Adams, that can push the ball down the field. But now you have a quarterback who may not have the arm strength to do that in Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and by the way, you have a running back who is the best player in your team who is disgruntled right now and nowhere around your franchise. Which means that Z- Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, those are going to be your guys. That puts even more, more stress, pressure. Yeah, yeah, more stress on a quarterback that has not had a full regular season in terms of games played in more than a minute when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. So now you're basically saying Jimmy Garoppolo come in here and in the division with Justin Herbert with the Chargers, if Russell Wilson, not if, but when he gets fixed in Denver by Sean Payton, and oh, by, by, by the way, that big bad wolf number 15 in red for the Kansas City Chiefs, you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo without Josh Jacobs to compete like that in a firefight kind of a division? When you got all those stars in there, quarterback and calling plays with Andy Reid and Sean Payton? And, and by the Kellen way, Moore, good luck the, to you. Why the hell do you think Derrick Henry was so happy with the Titans? Because they got D-Hop. And now it goes to show you the importance of having a great wideout and a great running back and how they relieve the pressure on each other because now you can react to play-action game, right? Absolutely. So you're sitting there, if you're Devontae Adams, you're like, wait a second. Our best running back, or one of our best offensive tools, who relieves the pressure on me, I'm not sure he's going to be around. And now I got Jimmy G, who comes from the Kyle Shanahan offense, where they do a lot of dink and dunks. What's that do for me? Yeah, you know what it What's does? that do for me? It's like you took a three-point shooter and you put him in the post. With Devontae Adams. That's what they've done. Because you got a guy like that. He can catch those short balls, but he's at his best. One-on-one coverage, threatening the middle on the outside, winning those one-on-one battles, those one-on-one shootouts on the outside. And now you got to hope that Jimmy Garoppolo can A, stay healthy, and B, get him the football. And by the way, with a guy like D-Hop or a guy like Devontae Adams, like those aren't 50-50 balls. Those are like 99 balls. That's fair. Like They're going to get them 99% of the time. So, like... I don't know. Like the Raiders are one of those teams, especially with. I, I'm I'm very curious how long the patience leash will be on Josh McDaniels. They said the right things, but we know or better. how short. Maybe that's how short the leash will be. Well, we'll find out early on. They're at Denver. Then after that, they're at Buffalo. Made the playoffs last year. Mm. Home versus Pittsburgh. Came that close, making the playoffs last year. At the Los Angeles Chargers. Made the playoffs last year. Home versus Green Bay. Jordan Love's going to be pretty good. Yeah. He won't be Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, good. their defense has gotten better last year. Their wideouts have gotten better no last doubt. year. No doubt. Yeah. And then, their running game is still legit. Yeah. And then home versus New England. You know, Belichick does not want to make it back to back losses to the son of the hoodie. Yes. When it comes to not Josh to him. That's personal. Well, that could be murderer's row. It's, it's, some of the decisions that he's made, especially at the quarterback position, didn't make any sense. You got a guy in Derek Carr, and, like, and you said it perfectly, Jay Will. He's not a world beater, but he can take out a couple of planets. What he's been able to do in that, with, the, with the Las Vegas Raiders, he wasn't a problem last year, but it's really hard to play quarterback to your level when you got a guy that behind you that does not believe in you. Derek Carr has not had a coach believe in him. John Gruden didn't want to believe in him. But the guy that did believe in him, they got to the playoffs together and they moved on from him, brought in Josh McDaniels. And so far, it's been a failure, the Las Vegas Raiders, with Josh McDaniels being the head coach. So now you're asking Josh McDaniels, say, I got a guy I can trust in Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, but, do, are you got to rub holy water on him to make sure he's healthy for 17 games? 
Now, we know that Josh McDaniels comes from, obviously, the New England Patriots tree, right? And as we think about that, that is a style that is running backs by committee. That's how they've always operated. If that is how Josh McDaniels is running this system now, and you talk about in a loaded division, you think a guy like Mark Davis, because we, we, we saw Jim Irsay come out and talk about, you know, what is it, bad faith yeah. as it relates to the running back situation, obviously the friction between him and Jonathan Taylor and what a new deal looks like. You think Mark Davis caves in on Josh Jacobs considering how important to this offense he is, Whoa. considering all the new moving pieces? Does it make yeah. sense for him to, considering he's a guy that is can spend? Well, we mentioned that that owner's union in the NFL is the strongest mafia in professional sports. Yeah, but who goes against that owner's union more than anybody? Well, the Raiders used to. Mark Davis tries to like his dad. It's not the same. Still, though, kind of with the John Gruden situation and how that whole thing played out, it still feels a little bit of a sentiment that it's Mark Davis against the world, Okay, well, against the Shield. Well, if that's going to be the case, then you should have worked out things with Josh Jacobs long before he decided to go to Las Vegas and, and, and he decided that's to be leaving Las Vegas. Do you think he's willing to? I don't think so. I don't think. I think Josh McDaniels has more stroke in that organization, although, to be fair, if it was other Josh McDaniels, you'd rather have Josh Jacobs. He's probably like, look, you, we can't only have one Josh here. We need two. You need me a coach and need that guy running back because if this is going to work with Jimmy Garoppolo, the key to that. I need it. I, I need him. I, I need that where people say we got to stop him. We got to make Jimmy Garoppolo throw. It's a lot easier for Jimmy Garoppolo to make throws when it's worrying about the play action and the passing game, and then he can make those throws, the waggle routes, bootleg, yep. get it Devontae Adams, and then Devontae Adams can be the effective wide receiver that you need him to be. Now, I'm not saying that a guy like Jimmy G it, it doesn't have a chance to be – he's not a good quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. But he's one of those guys that he is as good of a quarterback as the pieces you have around him. No doubt. No doubt the about that. The pieces you have around him are high level. He will be a high level quarterback. Yeah. If they're not, you will start seeing you will start seeing mediocrity. Yeah. Sean Mahana hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN at Real J Williams. He says Jimmy G is more of a winner than Derek Carr. Less skilled? Maybe. But did Tom Brady have Aaron Rodgers skilled? Here's the difference, Sean. Not gonna yeah, say yeah, you're Kyle wrong. Shanahan. Thank you. That's a masterful thing. If you put Derek Carr with Kyle Shanahan, we're having a flip conversation when it comes to that. Is it interesting how we lay? He's a winner. Like, but we don't want to give contact to who he was coached by. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how we make assessments. Apparently, well, he can make that assessment. That's fine. That's where we come in. Mm -hmm. We bring the one hundred when it comes to that. If Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr switch teams, we're not talking about Jimmy Garoppolo being more of a winner as a quarterback, having more wins as a quarterback than Derek Carr. It depends on where you are, who you're being coached by, and the personnel around you, like you said. We try to bring facts here. He's J.J. Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us, as always, this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. Something happened on this show yesterday that got everybody excited, and it had nothing to do with sports, but with Prince and Bruce Springsteen. We'll get to that and maybe a print story as well from Jay Will on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is ESPN Radio. That may have been my favorite. When you went, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I just felt it in my bones. And uh-huh. Ty Costello had a hard day. Look, he had to call out of work today. He, um, he the, wasn't the loss, sick. He had that Prince flu. The loss was... God, this song. Singing so Mr. Rogers Nelson. No, I don't even want to... I, I would do such a disservice by singing the song. It's his There's a reason why Pat's at home sick right now. Yeah. He's got the Prince flu. Because he was sick after the ass kicking he got yesterday. <laughs> it was a whooping. It was a good old back of the barn ass whooping is what he got yesterday. And by the way, my dad called me about it. Uh-huh. My friends were texting me about it. Yeah. Like, how dare Pat? And, and people were very aware yes, and respectful were. to Bruce, right? Yes, they were. People, As all they my conversations be. led off with, there's no hate coming about Bruce. Bruce is a beast. Bruce is incredible. But the catalog, it's completely different. The, the more that we talked about, by the way, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us here on ESPN Radio, ESPN U Series, XM Channel 80, as well as your smart speaker. Everybody that called in, or even on social media, they kept backing up your point with songs that Prince didn't release. Yeah, song. people were coming at. I knew I won yeah. when people were attacking me. Like, how did? How come you didn't have this song? How, Absolutely. I'm like, oh yeah, I know because there's uh, so many hits. Yes, there's so, so much in the catalog. Songs. Yeah, yes. the catalog is fantastic. And a buddy of mine, he even called me last night. He said, "Dude, you don't realize you almost started a war at my job." I go, "What are you talking about? Don't blame me for Charlie Wilson's war. This was a, a doing with Jay Williams and Pat Costello." He said he walked into work. He was going to let everybody know. He said, man, he thought it was a great conversation. And he said he walked into work. He's going to tell a friend of his about, man, I heard this conversation with Jay Will and Freddie Coleman this morning about better catalog between Prince and Bruce Springsteen. And one of his guys had already beaten him, too. He said, yeah. He said, man, we're having an argument about this in the break room. So they go in the break room. He said it was almost a full-scale riot with Bruce supporters and Prince supporters and throwing songs out there. He said it was like the best version of karaoke. You could uh, ever have where people trying to defend their positions. And he said the best part about the conversation we had, he, he said, even though it wasn't sports, but people can gravitate towards it, whether they're Prince fans or Bruce fans, just hearing people and their knowledge of their catalog. Yes. Like when Prince fans say, what about 17 days? That was the flip side to when Doves Cry. I said, that was a B side. That would have been a class A single for playing with the people out there. Or people saying, hey, Bruce Springsteen, it's like an experience when you hear his music, see him in concert. It was really cool having people chiming and defending their position. You no, know, it's crazy. Remember when songs used to be like six, seven minutes long? They were like legit songs. Now songs like two, three. I'm like, what is this, a TikTok song? Well, well Little Red Corvette that we played coming in that Javante put on, that's six minutes and 24 seconds. That's what I'm saying. 1999 like, is about All these songs are so short now. I'm like, I, I, my, my playlist, I need like at least three extra songs. 
Where originally, before, I was like, oh, give me 15 songs. Uh, give me for a good hour. Yeah, yeah. Let me school you on that because I started in music radio when I first got started in the entertainment business, comedy, the, the, the communication business. The, they would always shorten the songs to get more songs to be played in a row. So if a song was on the album that was about 354, mm-hmm. they would knock out a part of it to make it 328. This way you can fit more songs in that hour. That's why the 12 hits in a row really kind of took center stage in radio because they would shorten the songs so you could bl- play more songs per hour for people to listen to. I mean, uh, uh, it was like, I mean, look, I-, I found myself the other day in Westport. Yeah, I'm the guy with the, the black car with the windows tinted. I- I'm that guy, right? With, okay. And I just had I had a doggy style play, you know, old school Snoop. A little Snoop there? Yeah. All right. And like the whole thing, like the preludes, okay. like the talk and all that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I just miss it. Like, mm-hmm. And I, that's... Like and that's going back like that's not even going way way back but like just the talking of it and all the like all the scenes that you yeah. would feel like they created right. that kind of led you to like this story with the music mm-hmm. like now I feel like we just jump into the music I'm like all right here we go like and this was like scene setup I'm like yo give me a scene yeah how many times you heard sense of urgency that people don't want their time wasted but that doesn't mean you can't put out quality content and it shouldn't be a time restricted thing when it comes to music when it comes to sports and everything like that. A lot of people a lot of people want stuff yesterday. It's okay to wait. It's okay to wait for today. It's okay to wait for tomorrow, whether Shoei Otani's going to stay with the Angels or not, if Dalvin Cook is going to sign with the Jets, Colorado about to go to the back to the Big 12 and the Pac-12. It seems that so much of that has really transferred to music that people want stuff a lot quicker or want it yesterday. They're not willing to wait. I'm thinking, you're missing out on so many different things. It doesn't harm you to wait a couple of seconds to get the right stuff. To get the right feel, to get the right vibe. Now, I know you're a music guy. I am. Did you rock with Doggy Style? Did you rock with that? Do you oh, that whole first joint. What, what was your, What was your favorite? Oh, uh, Doggy Doggy World. Um, Doggy Dog World. The okay. one they did. Yeah, the yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That All one. right. It's a, yeah, that's the one I liked on that okay, one. Okay, yeah. It's funny, my favorite. Lottie Dottie's always. Lottie Dottie's fantastic. My Lottie favorite Dottie, Snoop Decker. We like the part. Yeah, my favorite Snoop record is when he did from Deep Cover Soundtrack mm. with Dr. Damn, J. Okay, that's still my favorite. Yeah, okay. That's still my favorite by him. Yeah, that's, that's my, my first favorite, heard of him. That's my favorite album, man. Like, just, like period? No, not period. Just okay. of, of his, like, yeah. Because that just brings me back to like being a boy outside listening to it, but like uh-huh. <gasps> these pictures. Oh my yeah. goodness! See, I was like that with the Chronic by Dr. Yeah. Dre. I played that endlessly for years. <laughs> Any, I, anytime you I see Blast, like, Mom, don't let me be an NBA player. Uh oh. Oh God! Can you? Can you can... <laughs> Lord, you're taking us to a like, very Jason, great place. Jason, calm down. Yeah, when, the, when she starts using your government name, full government name. Yeah, Jason. She didn't say J. She didn't say my son. She said J A Y S O N. Jason, stop that. <laughs> There'll be no more of that, young man. But I thought it was great that you guys started that. I, I mean, I guess Pat called out today. He took too much of a butt whooping. It's okay, we're praying for you, Pat. We hope you feel better. <laughs> we are praying for him. You know, yep. He took his lashings and it's fine. Then it got worse when he said he's never heard a Madonna song. I, and then I tried to give him like the the peck grab that Madonna gave me mm-hmm. as a young person, which is still magnificent and frightening strong, at the same time. A strong peck grab, <laughs> strong, strong. Got, got some hands. Nothing happened, but it, I felt like there was a chance, but nothing happened. Uh, <laughs> How much no, of a I'm, chance? Probably one percent. Okay, I guess. But you're I was in the a room. Chance. Yes, you you got to be in the room. And she you got to be pe- in the she, room. And she touched your pecs, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that felt like it was an ultimate experience. It pretty much happened. Not for her, for me, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can, can you imagine you ever run into her again? If she ever remembered that, you'd fall out. Oh, I would bring it up. Uh, yeah. Oh, you had to bring it up. I, I would cover myself. Like, I don't want you grabbing me now. I'm not. Yeah, now it's creepy. I didn't say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like a virgin. <laughs> There'll be no lucky star here. Uh, so to recap, uh, like, Dalvin, wait, wait, Dalvin Cook is coming to New York. goes off the rails. Going to. It's already there. Yeah, it's no, gone. It's okay. gone. It's already there. Right, no, no. So Dalvin Cook is going to visit the Jets this weekend. He's going to be on Good Morning Football tomorrow oh, on the NFL Network. Yeah, And then I, Sunday seems to be that D-Day that they're going to sit down, have conversations, whatever that is. This is all the makings of him being in a Jet uniform by next Wednesday. That's yeah. just my prediction. I, so I look forward to hearing that conversation tomorrow. And I know on Tuesday of next week. Yeah. I'm going to be sitting with Maverick Carter because I'm going to be oh, really? watching a live version of The Shop. Okay. And that's Method Man interviewing Ooh. Julius Randle Ooh. of the Knicks. That is gonna that's going to be another one. No doubt about that. This is ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.